What's up, Anchor Peeps and Transformers fans? I am Anchor Pete, and I am here with my friend Brian. And I've always been wondering, Brian, are you wearing like hot rod, but he has bagpipes? Nice. I love how like I said that and it was almost like a girl's gone wild. Like, <laughs> do as your robots. You know, <laughs> that is yes, an awesome this is shirt. A, this is a hot rod uh, Roddy Piper mashup shirt. Um, I love my Transformer mashup shirts. Uh, Roddy Piper was like my favorite wrestler back in the day because of They Live. So, yes. um, uh, yeah, I, I saw this and I had to buy this in the <laughs> Dude, that is awesome. Can I just see it one more time? It's so awesome. You know, I'll just stand up to make it because of my fat stomach. Oh, yeah, look at that. Uh, regardless, too. I love uh, the get... in the background, the very evocative of um, the tech specs. From yes. So, yeah. Oh, that's giving me a hot rod right now. <laughs> <laughs> Today, Brian's got his Transformers shirt on because we are here to talk about Transformers War for Cybertron Earthrise. So Brian sent me this message on Twitter saying, or, you know, oh, I just watched this. And then I said, oh, I just watched the first like two or three episodes. And he said something along the lines of, I, I bet that we feel the same way about it, right? Yeah. And the thing is, is that the way I felt about the show really changed from episode one to episode six. Yes. Okay, for you too? Okay, okay. Well, so we're yeah. the same as always. Okay. Um, so let me let me try to guess how you felt with just episode one. Ready? Yeah. I think that you probably were like, uh, this again. Like like depressing Transformers. Everyone sounds like they're gruff and upset, right? Yeah. It, very one note, one dimensional, grim, gruff Transformers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So for today, for this episode, we're going to spoil the shit out of Earthrise. So yeah. if you haven't seen it, just go watch it on Netflix. Uh, yeah, Brian. So, so with that, like Megatron is just really getting on my nerves, man. Um, you know, maybe maybe we aren't going to completely agree here. So, um, <laughs> Megatron, and I, I feel like first of all, Megatron is one of my favorite voice perform vocal performances on the show. I think um, he, he gets his emotion across. He's he's pretty even overall. There's nothing. I don't feel I don't feel any weakness in any areas of his dialogue or acting. Okay. Uh, I kind of one of the things that, I mean one of the big things in the first episode or two is the the, the project Nemesis where they're kind of just draining the the energon or energy from the other Decepticons to power this project. And the whole time I hear this, I'm like, and knowing that they made a Nemesis Prime toy, which is like an evil black and teal version of Optimus Prime. I'm thinking like, oh, they're going to do Nemesis Prime. Then it's like, oh no, it's the ship, which makes so much more sense. So that made, I was actually happy about that one little thing. Like, oh cool, the Nemesis, That's that, this is great. This yeah. is a ship that was existing, you know, since the first uh, episode or two of, uh, the first episode of the original cartoon, which didn't get a name ironically until decades later really? or, uh, or 10, 15 years later, something like that. Yeah, the Nemesis okay. was not named in the original show. It was named, uh, I want to say in Beast Wars. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, I, I like that. And I, I liked, although, I mean, not that I liked that Megatron was killing his own kind. Um, I, I kind of liked that he was, he had a purpose and he was blaming it on Optimus Prime and using him as a, as a reason to, to do it. It's mm. uh, like a scapegoat in a sense, because at the end of the, the first season, Optimus threw the all spark into the, um, the space bridge right and it just disappeared so my whole thing is that they're they're trying to merge the g1 continuity with the uh the movie continuity where you know 
Prime and Megatron are battling the movie uh, in the first Michael Bay movie, and he throws the Allspark in space, and then that's the whole the whole thing is about finding the Allspark in the beginning. Yeah, but the Allspark didn't really exist in the original cartoon, so they're trying to do that thing together. So they have the arc, they have the Allspark getting thrown into space, and they're just doing it together, and it's just on an accelerated timeline. It feels weird. Yeah, but I, <laughs> like, I, I like that Megatron was uh, was using Prime uh, as a reason to to do do these terrible things yeah um, at the same time though it's like why did prime do it like why it, it, and it, i i don't understand why it seems very thin it seems like it's just on the surface trying to say oh the movie did this let's do this <laughs> and, right and my ultimate thing with watching the first five episodes of this is that who is this show for right right no Yes. I yes. don't know. I mean, yes. It's it's not it's not deep or mature enough for a fan from the eighties. Right. It's not for kids really because it's nope. a little on the violent side. Yeah. Uh, so I I really I don't know what their goal is with this show and that's a huge flaw to me. Yeah. Okay. 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 Whew. All right. So th there's so much to unpack with what you just said. You just said like five points I want to talk about. <laughs> let's let's go backwards. The, the first point is the most important point. That's exactly what I thought uh, when we first started talking about this, which is like, who is this for, right? Because like my little girl loves Power Rangers, right? Your son loves, he loves Power Rangers and Transformers, all kinds of stuff, right? Like we don't want to show them this because it's fucking depressing, yes. you know? It, it, it's like, you know, th their whole race is wiped out and now they're like draining the souls out of the yeah, they're killing their own people to, to, to power a ship for a, a vengeance scheme, ultimately. Yeah. Because to them, the Allspark is gone and they just want to go kill Optimus Prime for revenge. Yeah. Well, that's kind of like, uh, like empty in a sense. But I mean, we know the Allspark is still out there somewhere. We know Prime's alive. Yeah. Um, so. See, you know. like, okay. So, I mean, we've, we've talked about this a bunch of times on this show, talking about Transformers, but like we love the IDW comics, right? Now, yeah. the IDW comics are good for guys like us who are like, you know, fucking almost 40 and love toys, right? Like it's good because it like brings up philosophical points and it has these great character dynamics and you're like eating it up. But for this, it just doesn't reach that level, like you said. And um, I mean, honestly, it feels like almost like a Zack Snyder Transformers. Where yeah. it's Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I feel with we we've praised IDW plenty of times in the past, and even the Marvel comics, the the Marvel G one run and all that. They they took the characters that the, we know that the original cartoon is it's a it, it's a toy commercial. We know it, like yeah. absolutely. But there, it had it had charm, it had some charisma. The characters were one note, but they were still fun. They were still interesting on a level like. I still, to this day, like, uh, I mean, I, I watched the, the videos by Chris McFreely about the basics on, and he basically points out, like, this character that you love, they really didn't do anything. Why do you <laughs> love them? But I'm like, I don't know, but I do. I just love them. There's something <laughs> about it. And if I was watching these characters for the first time, I, I wouldn't love anything about them. They just seem, yeah. with, with, with few exceptions, they seem so generic and one note, and they're all the same. They're all just these generic soldiers and yeah. that's it there's nothing to there's no personality no charisma anywhere with the exception of like five or six characters you know yeah and it's I, just depressing yeah and i i think you might be being generous with the five or six honestly you know yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, dude. So, so right. Like, okay. So like we always talk about the 86 movie too. And the 86 movie is violent as hell where people are being like ripped apart, burning inside. It's violent as hell, but yet it's so colorful and exciting and lively and silly. Yeah. There's, it it is literally bursting with personality. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And, and this movie, this show, it's just, it's like, and, and, and what doesn't help it is the thing that we talked about in our first in, uh, siege is that it's like they just use the same bots over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Right. They use yeah. reflector like a thousand times in this. Like every Decepticon is reflector. Yep. You know? it, it, every yeah. Decep- every uh, Decepticon is reflector or barricade or seeker. And yep. every Autobot is sideswipe or hound. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And right. I'm actually, there's a lot of Ironhide clones in this one too. So it's, um, you know. Yeah. So, um, but then this one takes it to another level because then they use like copies of existing characters. Now I know that in like the overall Transformers, there are characters that look just alike, like Bumblebee and Cliffjumper, right? But like now you have um, these like okay. uh, what were the um, the people that are like bounty hunters? What yeah, mercenaries? So yeah, yeah, you have Bug Bite. He looks like Bumblebee. You have Exhaust. Looks like Wheeljack. Double Dealers original. Um, that's good. And then there was a fourth one with them. And I can't well, remember they, who it was. They had like a whole bunch, like they had like a, one that looked like Dirge. Like it looked like- oh, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah, they had the Conads. Yeah, the Conads were with them. So I'm okay with that because the Conads are, you know, part of G1. <laughs> so another thing that you just talked about, which really I want to talk about today is that you are so right. They're trying to like blend community. Uh, they're trying to blend continuities together, right? The Michael on, Bay- a, on an extremely superficial level, which is the part that bothers me. Yeah. Yeah, like they're, they're clearly trying to do the Michael Bay universe and the G1 universe, right? But then they're also, try, I mean, the G1 universe goes into Beast Wars and they're clearly trying to put Beast Wars into this too. Yeah, so yeah I mean, we got a glimpse of that at the end there. And I'm I'm excited on one hand because it, but at the same time, it's like, how are they superficially going to connect this together now? So, yeah. So you said that the uh, Nemesis wasn't named until beast wars right i think it was beast wars yeah it's definitely not named in g1 and it's kind of amazing how much transformers lore comes from beast wars even though it's about like g1 stuff you know like like, i think the idea like the spark didn't even come until beast Wars is is, uh is, is an idea from beast wars um the um uh, there's something else that's really major that came from the episode sparks well well beast wars also had like the proto forms where it's like Yep, Sparks. Um, is it is is the All Spark from that? No, it's not. No. Um, I think the All Spark. The All Spark was um, originally supposed to be the Matrix in the Michael Bay movie, and they just changed the name of it because of the Matrix movie. Yes, like, yeah. 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 So, so, so anyway, its own thing. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, but that's that's a little tangent in itself. How much like Beast Wars, you know, gave to the Transformers lore, right? But. Um, they're, they're just trying to like blend everything together. And I actually admire that quite a bit. And there's even like stuff from the IDW comics that they're trying to put into this too. Yes, I have a couple notes here for that, for, for the, the, the latter half of the series that, that I actually enjoyed. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, okay. So, so we are on the same page because like, I didn't like it at first, especially that first episode. But then yeah. once they get past the mercenaries and they get up to like the Quintesson, um, yeah. that's when it got I, like I have better. words about that too. <laughs> Oh yeah, 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 and let's let's do it too. Because and, and I didn't like Scorponok at all. 
Uh, I got words about him. I got words about Skylinks. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, cool, cool, cool. So why don't we do this? Let's do let's do mercenaries, Scorpionox, Skylinks, and then the end. Okay. Okay. So mercenaries. Um, my main point with the mercenaries is that they appeared and they were gone just like that, and I felt <laughs> like that was it. They do eventually come back towards the the end of there, but overall, I I even mentioned before that the original G1 cartoon is is a toy commercial, and we can ab- absolutely acknowledge that. But this, I feel like they're just throwing in characters just because they made a toy. Yep. And it's a, it's a huge difference, I think, to me. It feels a lot cheaper in this. The mercenaries maybe were a little bit, um, had a little bit more to say, I guess, because they, they showed them in two, two episodes rather than just one. Um, but, but still, the, everything, everything about this show, with, with, with the exception of a few core characters, feels very hollow and one yep. note. Yep. And all of them feel exactly the same too. There's nothing different about them. Everything is just this empty shell of, of a, just a toy. Yep. And I hate that. So the mercenaries, um, yes, there are two repaints, quote unquote, there. And you have the, co- the cone heads, which I, I always give a pass to because they were characters in the original cartoon. And then you have Double Dealer. Um, I mean, Double Dealer was not really characterized at all in the original cartoon. I don't think he was even in it. I think he shows up first in... Um, in the Japanese Headmaster series, okay. uh, I, I have not seen that crazy amount of, uh, amount of that. But uh, and my main characterization of him comes in the IDW comics. I like that you said that there's not much of the characters that are like the extra characters. It's like a core five that have personalities, and then everyone else is just like, Ugh, you got to kill this person. Ugh. You know, just everyone like they hate their existence. There's there's they don't have any interest or anything like that. They just want it they just want to kill the other type if they're an autobot they're desperate about their survival they don't know what they're going to do if they're decepticon they just want to kill autobots that's it and if they're mercenary they want money yeah yeah, yeah 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 so so i mean and that's that's lame you know yeah. like you're, you're right that like with the chris mcfreely episodes the show there's not much to certain characters in g1 yeah. but you have decades of history with these characters at this point they can draw from it i feel like for the most part they took the the Michael Bay approach to creating characters, where they just slap the name on on a robot. Although the robot looks pretty accurate, and they don't have a, <laughs> uh, an ethnic stereotype for a voice. <laughs> but it's just it's just a name slapped there, and that's it. That that's there's nothing to reference the characters otherwise, it's other than the way how they look. Yeah. They don't sound right. They don't do anything. Like nothing is related to the other characters. They're they're supposed to be, other than the fact that they look like that. Yeah, very good point. I love that we've gotten so riled up about this that we're like shouting, you know? Um, all right, well, okay, so we, we did the mercenaries then and how we're disappointed in them. So then I guess that brings us up to uh, the, the Quintessons next. Yeah. Right, okay. So the mercenaries- um, yeah. Again, the Quintessons just, and, and they, they have some decent stories to draw from the Quintessons. Like they, the Quintessons were a major part of the movie and season three and various comic storylines. Yeah. Um, but this, there, other than the fact they have five bases and they have different voices, there's nothing, there's no resemblance whatsoever to anything I've seen before. Um, yeah. I thought it was a little excessive to, uh, and just uh, like awkwardly brutal to just have the one Quintesson just cut the other faces off. I'm like, I can't show this to a kid. Like, <laughs> like what is this? Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's, it's interesting. I feel like it was interesting to note that they changed uh, 
previously the Quintessons voices were all male voices and now two of them were female. Yeah. Um, and you can tell that one of them, the one that lived was also doing, uh, is also Alita One at the very least. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's just, I don't know why, I don't know why they're there. Uh, you know, like why? They're, they're there because they made a toy. That's why they're there. Right. They have no relation or there's nothing to them. Uh, and, and that's saying so much compared to the original because there wasn't that much to them mm. but th compared to this it's like g1's an encyclopedia and this is a scribbled note in a five-year-old's kindergarten notebook <laughs> that's what nah. it feels like to me well but i mean wasn't there like a little sliver of backstory they, they were implying that like they ruled the cybertronians right at one point yeah, yeah, they do, and they uh, they might they might even said that they created them, um, which is a nod to one of the many origins that they decided to throw at you in G one. Yeah, um, I I don't see. I was I was paying attention to like, did they say they created them? I don't think they actually said the words like create or made. I think okay. they said ruled because I think that they're okay. probably going to ultimately go with the idea of like Primus and Unicron as like gods, because yeah. just just for people that aren't Transformers nuts like us. Like in the G1 cartoon, there's a guy named Prima Cron, right? Unicron. And he's and he's like a he's an alien, and he yep. made freaking Unicron, and he made the Transformers, right? And then the Quintessons ruled the Transformers, right? Yeah. Well, there's different. There's there's like at least three solid origins of the Transformers from the G1 cartoon at various points. Um, I don't think it's really agreed upon which one is the the correct one. Uh, one of them is that the Quintessons built them. One is that, that ultimately it was Primacron, and one of them is that it had nothing to do with it whatsoever. Well, we've already spent more than enough time talking about the freaking Quintessons in this. More than yeah. I think the writers' room of the show probably thought about. Yeah. It. Um, and, and ultimately, uh, uh, I feel like I, I wonder if is it the the length of the show? Is it the, the short six episode thing that they're trying to cram too much in? Could it be better if it was longer? Uh, would it? be more painful because it's longer I, I have no idea yeah i mean honestly I, I do think it would be more painful because it was longer i think that what ultimately made me like it better than the first series is that it was like every episode was like a little step in the adventure and it's yeah. like okay first one is like just here's the aftermath of the planet second one it's like oh there's mercenaries third one it's like oh the quintesson yeah one is scorponok right yeah, i feel like yeah you're right i feel like in this thing you, you feel like it's it's actually like a Things are happening like uh, in a in a uh, dedicated timeline here. The first one felt like it was all over the place. You didn't know how much time had passed between things or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah this this one felt more uh, at a more consistent pace. Yeah, this this one felt like an odyssey. It kind of was similar to the cartoon movie a little bit in the sense that like they're going through space and they're encountering different things in different environments. Yeah, and that's a big part of the movie. So. Scorponok, though, to me, I, I I was really disappointed in Scorponok. Yeah, I, I was very angry with Scorponok. Um, Scorponok was a like a leader character in the uh, in the cartoons. I mean, he, even if you want to say he was only in three English episodes, he was also the leader in the Headmaster series. Um, to to, and I think they kind of made uh, they made it seem like he was his own like Scorponok was his own race. Yep. Like like oh, I'm the last of the Scorponoks. Mm -hmm. Um, yet they're also wearing Decepticon symbols. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I, I, I just, I, I didn't like it. I, I feel like it was just, uh, again, just throwing, we made a toy of this, so hey, throw it in there. Yeah. Uh, and also, I don't think they got the scale of it right. Scorebox is way, way bigger. 
then that brings us to Skylinks. Skylinks. Okay, so now you, you say it like Skylinks, like, oh, you don't like well, it? Skylinks, Skylinks may, may be the most angry, I think. Really? Uh, yes. Because, I mean, G1 Skylinks was obnoxious, but he was supposed to be obnoxious. He's supposed to be this very narcissistic, boastful character. And there's, I guess that he's very full of himself in this, uh, you know, initially, but I felt like they said, hey, we made a toy of this guy, so he needs to get put in here. How can we do this? And yeah. and I feel like that's what they did. They, they, there are so many different ways they could have done that because they, they, they had Optimus go into the Matrix and talk to, uh, you know, uh, another. Oh no, it was the Dead Universe. I'm sorry, it was the Dead Universe, and that was cool. Like that was a nice IDW comic nod, and that that was one of the first things we like. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Use something. So, I feel like they could have, they could have put any other character there, maybe a former prime, uh, maybe that's where, maybe that's where the best use of Nemesis prime could have been, but uh, maybe not because Optimus needed inspiration. Um, I felt they, they stuck Skylings in a box because they made a toy of him and they needed to put him in there. And that's another thing too, is that there was a whole bunch of new toys on uh, for this, this, this line. Yeah. And there really weren't that many of them in the show. And I feel like the ones they did put in felt really just crammed in there. Yeah, and, and there wasn't a lot of transforming itself, right? Yes, literally. I I think I think one of the only transformation sequences I remember is Chromia at the very end of the last scene you see on Cybertron. It was yeah. the only time I saw somebody transform, uh, other than um, you saw Jetfire transform early in the beginning too. Yeah, so you saw some Seekers change, but car wise, I don't think anybody transformed other than Chromia. Yeah, I don't think Optimus tra transformed at all. No. And um, I think Megatron, the reason why I even thought of this is because I think in the beginning, Megatron goes to that, that like station and I think he's in a tank mode and he transforms. Baby. Yeah, yeah. But, um, okay, so, so what I was going to say though was about Beast Wars. There's there's two things. And Al Galvatron gives Megatron this disc, which is a, a big part of the Beast Wars show, right? So that, that's a nice little callback. And then with the Beast Wars show, what ends up happening is the Beast Wars, are, the characters in Beast Wars are like descendants of the Autobots and the Decepticons. And um, they go to Earth, but they don't realize it's Earth at first. And towards the later seasons of the show- Back in time to Earth, they should- Right, right. They realize they're on like prehistoric Earth and they find the Ark with Optimus and everyone's unconscious on it. And um, they eventually like take the Matrix out of Optimus and all this kind of shit, right? I kind of feel like that's what this third season is going to be like, where maybe you'll have the voice of Optimus Primal, but it'll just be the Optimus Prime voice, right? So so you think that uh, we may actually see Prime and Megatron turn into Primal and Beast Wars Megatron rather than being separate characters? They might do that, knowing how wonky this freaking series is. But I think what will happen is the characters are going to be like in stasis and we won't see them until like the end. Actually, I think that they might stay in stasis and it'll be just like G1 where they wake up and it's modern day earth. But yeah. the, the, the third story part is going to be the Maximals and the Predacons. That's what I think. Yeah. But how does that necessarily connect really? in just a short span. I mean, the, the last thing you see is you clearly see Dinobot, uh, you know, watching the debris from the arc fall. And you know, you see his eyes do some kind of scanning thing, so you know it's like, oh, that's that's Dinobot. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, admittedly, I, I was excited by that. Like I yeah. was like, oh, cool, Dinobot. I mean, yeah. and I, I felt that because they showed Dinobot rather than uh, 
Primer Megatron kind of makes me think of your uh, of what I just took out of what you sort of said. Yeah. And I wonder if they'll, they'll make actually make Optimus Prime into Optimus Primal and, and Megatron into a, a T-Rex. That'd be kind of cool. I'd be down with that too. You know, maybe, I, maybe not. I, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know yeah. what to really feel out of this show. I mean, I, I feel like for the most part, I'm, I'm ultimately disappointed in the show. Um, and with a few exceptions, but like, like you said before, I did feel better about it after the sixth episode. I felt there was a lot of things in the sixth episode that I liked. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you're talking about Galvatron and we talked, we kind of mentioned the dead universe. So I thought it was cool that they brought in the dead universe. That was a nice comic nod. I think it, it worked well in the sense of what was going on in the story. Yeah. Uh, it didn't ultimately do that much, but it, it, it fit sort of. Yeah. My fa literal favorite thing was Galvatron uh, in, the, in the entire thing because, A, how he appeared. He appeared with that green neon background. It was like scanned him. Yeah, with a pose, just like how Unicron built in the movie. And I'm like, yes! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I want to see. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and I love, and then on, on top of that too, I love that it was a time-traveling Galvatron, which is, yep. a, you know, a, a Marvel UK thing. I'm like, yes, this is, yep. this is what, yep. again, what I want to see. Yes. So, Everything about Galvatron, I loved. And, um, the last thing, I, I mean, we didn't really touch upon this too much, but the stuff on Cybertron, um, I, I did kind of also enjoy the the fight with Alita One and Shockwave. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that because ultimately the, the one episode where you see Alita One in G1 is when, you know, it's it, the Fembots are left on Cybertron and Shockwave left on Cybertron. It's just, it's, it's nice to see them fighting because they were, they were left on Cybertron in the original cartoon. So yeah, uh, I, I like that. And I, I, I mean, I don't recall Shockwave ever having stealth powers, but it worked for me. It's fine. Yeah, I thought it was, I actually kind of liked the stealth powers. It reminded me of the Predator. And um, I, I like the idea that he was like consuming the Energon for himself that he took from the other Transformers. Yes. Yeah. That was creepy because he's like a man. That, that felt more like the sh a Shockwave that, that I've seen before. So, right. uh, and I, I, I enjoyed that. Although uh, it, it, it seems like everybody might have died there too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got blown up and fell in a crater because they blew up that uh, chocolate base. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and if, if they did die, uh, it's like, why do they even show them or for anything? And yeah. if they didn't die, I have no idea how they tie into the third season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, that might be it. They might, it, it might be one of two things. It might be like what we were saying where, Optimus and Megatron kind of fill in for Optimus Primal and uh, Megatron from Beast Wars, or it might be that they really are sitting out and the Beast Wars people are filling in. I, yeah. I, I think I agree with you that I think that's kind of unlikely because it just doesn't make sense to have like the first two seasons be about one group of characters and all of a sudden there's a different group of characters. Um, yeah. But then you could kind of keep it connected if you have the people on Cybertron, but I don't know how much more you could do with them, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and again, it's they they're they're cramming in toys in a line into a show, yeah, uh, and just making thin thin characters. So, uh, and, and the, the toy line for the next one is very Beast Wars for Kingdom. It's very Beast Wars centric, but there are still some more robotic looking characters from the original cartoon. Like you, there's a it's a Warpath and Cyclonus is in King the Kingdom line. Um, who else is Warpath, Cyclonus, Huffer? Um, there's got to be another Decepticon too. I can't remember. And then everybody else is the Beast Wars characters for the most part. 
Oh, nice. Well, I, I would like to see Cyclonus. I, I like seeing Cyclonus in anything. Yeah. Yeah. This guy too, Rat, Rat Trap. Oh, nice. Oh, there he is. Well, that grinds my gears or whatever the fuck he says. Right? Oh, that's just Prime, right? Yeah. You know, Brian and I eventually are going to, I think, talk about Transformers comics too. Uh, because we always talk about it so much when we talk about this show. I think we should show you guys what is what, what we love so much about Transformers. Yes. And something, you know, we'll have something we're actually uh, enthusiastically talking about. Um, right. and, and much less nitpicking and, and, and all that. Yeah, yeah. So until then, uh, we'll be talking about Marvel stuff and Transformer stuff. So make sure you check in on this channel. All right. Thanks so much, man. Bye.